Welcome to the crux of investing in finance, everybody. My name is Jay, and thank you for joining me. I just want to thank each and every one of you for listening. It means a lot to me. If you haven't already, please follow our Instagram at Investonomics Education and our Facebook page at Investonomics. So please sit back, relax, and I hope you can learn something new. Before we dive in today, I just want to say that this is a primarily video-based show. So for, to get the full experience, you should go to Investonomics YouTube channel, like and subscribe to the channel, and you can follow the video there for a nice visual representation of what I'm going to be talking about. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, and this week we are back with the option series, and we're going to start with talking about covered calls, our first strategy for options. So we're going to now, after our option series, when we know the basics now, we have a better understanding of what options are and how they operate. So now we're transitioning to take a look at various strategies. So the first that we're going to look at today is called a covered call. And eventually I'll show you guys how it's going to be implemented in what's called the wheel strategy. Covered calls are the most popular strategy both in practice and taught in finance classes. It's probably one of the first you will hear of when you take a finance class. So why the name? A covered call consists of a written or sold short, it's just a fancy word for that, call option, and it is covered by the appropriate number of long stock share. So what does this mean? In the United States, one option contract is actually representing 100 shares of stock. So for example, if you write three call contracts or sell them short, you will need 300 long shares to cover your position for a covered call. Now when we have both legs, as they're called, this is the different legs of a option strategy, we have the covered call. So this is the long stock and the short or written call. But what is the point of selling a covered call? If you want to bet on market direction, you could simply buy a call or put option on their own. And as a recap, a call bets that the price will rise and a put bets that the price will fall. So you could, in theory, do this with the naked options. The idea is twofold, however. A covered call serves as an income strategy when it's traded properly on a stock or ETF that you want to hold long term. And it also gives short term downside protection or a partial hedge against volatility in stock price. So now let's take a look at how it works using a profit diagram. So if you've never seen this before, it might be a little bit intimidating, but this is called a profit diagram for options. So here that red line is the actual stock. So as the stock price increases, profit increases. And here is that short call. And the strike price is where it starts to lose money. Now if we combine these together, we get the covered call profit diagram. And you can see we increase profit up to a certain point where we hit the strike price. And we'll cover this a little bit later on. So essentially what happens here is that the long shares cover the writer of the call, which is you, in the event that the buyer of the call option, which is the person on the other side of the option deal, exercises early and requires delivery of the shares because they want to, they have the option to exercise and get these shares from you. 
But this eliminates the risk of having to deliver 100 shares for the call writer, so you don't have to worry about it if you own those 100 shares already. A covered call becomes a useful income strategy when you're actually holding the shares of stock for the long term already. It's a company you believe in or an ETF, but would actually like to sell a call against the shares to collect a premium. So what you do is you risk having to give up your shares if the option is exercised, which is kind of a bonus in this situation. So how does this work? When you sell a call on 100 shares of stock you already own, you receive the option premium that's paid by the option buyer. If you've ever bought an option, this is going to the option writer, and you get that up front. So no matter what happens now to the stock price, the premium is yours to keep. You can go and withdraw it and go buy a nice tuxedo or something. You can do whatever you want. So that's your money. The downside of this is that when the stock price appreciates significantly, the covered call holder will sell shares at the strike price, missing out on the profits of the difference between the strike and the higher price. This might sound confusing, but we'll, we'll go through an example a little bit later. So the option buyer receives any profit above the strike because this is where you're obligated to let them exercise. And as you would have bought a long call option. So to compensate for this loss of profit, it's common practice to sell the call option one to two dollars above the spot price, which is the current stock price, if you've never heard this before. So this way, if it appreciates a lot, you actually receive the premium and one to $200 extra for the price appreciation. So you're not left completely in the dust. However, if the stock price falls below where you bought the stock, the collected premium actually acts as somewhat of a risk buffer, although this is fairly minimal. And again, this is small because there is 100 shares and they lose money a lot more quickly than the premium you have if the price falls significantly. Now the option buyer will never exercise when it's under the options strike price. And because this is higher than the spot price, this means that they will never exercise if it's below that. And this is because it's not in their best interest to buy the 100 shares at the strike if the price is lower than that, since they can just buy at that price anyway. So in these cases, the option expires worthless and you keep the premium. So since the premiums are typically small compared to changes in price on 100 shares, as we've discussed, a falling stock price over time will net a losing position. And this is if it keeps falling and keeps degrading price. However, if you keep rolling the option over time, this written call option, and the stock starts to recover, you will have made some income because you'll be at your original price and have collected the premium all that time. The length of maturity for the written call is up to the individual investor, and this is very intuitive on how you like to invest. So personally, we have tried these seven days, 14 days, and 28 days, and all seem to net roughly the same amount of premium on a weekly basis. So some people even actually like to do it for three to six months. And this saves time not having to roll your options or open new positions if they expire, which also introduces more transaction costs. And this is especially if you're busy or have a full-time job, it might be a better idea for you. A common way to reduce the effective cost of the long shares when you're buying them, investors that buy stock and write a call simultaneously is called having a buy right. And this is done, again, to reduce that effective cost of shares. If the investor only writes a call with no long stock underlying, this is called a naked call. 
And interestingly, a short put option, or a written put option, has exactly the same profit diagram as a covered call. So sometimes this is referred to as a synthetic covered call. Now in general terms, covered calls should be sold on stocks that are expected to trade in a narrow range for the foreseeable future. And this is the type of stocks that will give you the highest return. It also yields lower premiums due to the lower vega or volatility. If you remember this from our, uh, a few lectures ago, this is the vega that uh, is the volatility. And this reduces the extrinsic value of the options premium. This will allow collection of premium and no assignment and being assigned is simply handing the shares to the option buyer at exercise. And it's also very effective for sideways or stagnant markets. And we've seen plenty of these in the past. COVID hasn't been one of those times. And definitely don't sell a covered call on Tesla unless you are very experienced. And that's due to the volatility. You want a narrow range. Risk is much less for a covered call than other option strategies. And that's also why the reward is less. But due to this, our research has actually found, and there are multiple sources online stating that a call that is sold or written should be slightly out of the money with primarily a delta of 0.3. And this is the sweet spot to balance the amount of premium you receive and the probability of being assigned, which is much lower. Of course, you can tailor this to your risk appetite too, and you should play around with it and see what you now, like. Now, as best. promised, let's take a look at a bit of a visual example, and we can see how everything kind of ties together here by seeing how it works. So there's three possible scenarios. The first is that the option expires with the stock price higher than the strike price of the option. The second is that it expires with the stock price between the price you bought the stock and the strike price. And the last is that it expires with the st stock price below where you bought the stock. So we'll do these in turn. So now, let's say the option premium is $2 a share or $200 on one contract. The stock is currently at 50 and we sell a call at 55, which is the out of the money call option because the price is higher than the spot price. So first, this is when the stock price is higher than the strike. So we have 50 as our spot price and we have 55 as our sold call price or strike price and we see that that stock price is higher at expiration. So in this price in this case is $58 so we're $3 above the strike. So here the call buyer exercises and they get the $3 above the strike which is $300 profit for them but they have to pay a $200 premium so they net $100 and we get the $200 premium and $500 because it's above the strike. So we have a $700 profit. And we actually lose our stock position to the call buyer. Now the second scenario is when we finish in between there or we expire in between that range. So between 50 and 55, in this case, we chose $53. So here we can see if it finishes in there. This is actually the best case scenario and kind of what we would want. And this is in a narrow range when it's trading. So the buyer of the call does not exercise because it's lower than the strike price. We get to keep our long position. We make a $200 premium as we always do. And we have a $300 profit from price appreciation between 53 and 50. And we have a total $500 profit. And it's the best case because we get to keep the profit and sell another out of the money call on the shares we still have. And now the last one is if it's below that $50 spot price. 
So again, we have the same situation, $55 strike, and we expire below $50. In this case, we chose $43. Now, it's interesting to note that we actually don't lose money overall until the price falls below $48. And this is because of that premium, which acts as a price buffer. So we have that $200 um, premium that's helping us with that. So therefore, the loss is only $500 instead of $700. And the option buyer does not exercise, so we can keep rolling this until it comes back up and those premiums will start adding up. So from this, it becomes clear that a covered call caps the upside, but also protects some of the downside in case they're losing stock. Trading in a narrow range market is the best scenario to be profitable. And I'll see you guys next week. If you enjoyed today's podcast, be sure to leave a five-star rating on here. It means a lot to me. And make sure to write a little review, either what we can improve or what you liked. That helps us out a bunch. I'll see you guys next time.